Greetings, and welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. I'm Phyllis Hollis, your host. As an extension of my Instagram page, Cerebral Women, this podcast offers insights into the visual art world. I interview artists, mainly artists of color and female artists, who will freely articulate what inspires their creativity. In addition, you'll hear interesting perspectives from dedicated art professionals who work with artists and the art institutions that feature them. I'm confident that collectively, these individuals will indeed stimulate your mind as they do our eyes. Please know these interviews are conducted in my Manhattan apartment, so please forgive the background sounds of city life. Welcome to the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. In this episode, I feature Isamimi Anthony Audubor. Based in Chicago, he is a multi-hyphenate creative and entrepreneur. A self-taught art collector turned gallery owner, he has taken an innovative approach to his curatorial practice in the fashion and art space. He rose through the ranks at local Chicago and global cultural hub, RSVP Gallery, a concept and experiential retail space founded by Virgil Abloh and Don Crowley in the late 2000s. He quickly became operator and buyer of the location and was known as the go-to source for his knowledge in the art, music, fashion, and retail spaces. Easy is the founder of the apparel brand Infinite Archives, known for its unique mix of cultural history and storytelling. The brand chronicles a different year and era each calendar year, resulting in a new take and educative approach to applying the past to the new zeitgeist. Today, Easy is focused on his expanding vision for the future of the art space, acting as collector, dealer, enthusiast, and in-demand curator for brands at the intersection of art, music, and fashion. In 2019, he founded Anthony Gallery, his contemporary art gallery focused on emerging and established artists from around the world. Enjoy this episode of the Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast featuring Easy Audubor. Easy, uh, welcome to my podcast. Oh man, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. When did you recognize your love of the visual arts? Probably when I was a kid. Uh, I would say around like maybe six or seven. Um, I have an older brother. He's uh, five years older than me. And um, he's very artistic. He's probably the most creative person that I know and in our family, of course. And I just, you know, him being my big brother, I used to always copy him and just wanted to be like him. So I started drawing. He was big on art and drawing and doodling. And I would doodle in class and, you know, in our home, and, you know, on our bed frames, you know. So I was always just drawn to art because of him and whatnot. And yeah. Did you ever think you'd pursue a career as an artist? Oh man, no way. My younger self, yeah, would be like, oh, like, can't believe you're doing this, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, it was just one of those things. It was just for fun. It wasn't like really, you know, sometimes you do things, you don't know why you do them. But I mean, I, at, even at the time, I think I was just like, oh, I just looked up to my brother. He was, you know, I mean, he still is so cool, but he was super cool back then when I was a kid. And I was just like, oh, anything he did, I, I just tried to, I tried my best to like see, see what he was doing. But um but yeah, it was just for fun. And, you know, a lot of people, even me being Nigerian too, it's just like, oh, usually uh, creative things just don't, no offense to my parents, of course, like, man, my parents are great, but it's just like, you know, I think that's just a taboo and, and uh, a lot of 
foreign or second generation kids or whatever like those like yo we didn't come all the way out here for you to squander it on something <laughs> like art or something so it was one of those things that wasn't even a you know like a possibility in my family or even at that time back in uh you know like it this isn't instagram or social media day this is like oh i don't even know what you unless you were making a comic book or do, being doing cartoons it was kind of like at that time i didn't know that art was like a thing. There was no guide or anything to that. So yeah, it just wasn't a possibility, a thought that I can even see a future in. Do you recall when it was the visual arts that really captured you as, a, as an adult? I mean, I guess there are things that led up to it, but um, there was an artist, I think, I mean, everyone's very familiar with him. He, he's amazing. Cause, well, I used to wear his clothes. He had a brand called Original Fake at the time, like when I was growing up and um uh, kind of like in college when I was just starting to go to college. Mind you, I had a scholarship to the Art Institute, but I didn't use it. You know, I really didn't know anything I could do with this. So I just went to school for business marketing, made my mom happy, you know, being a Nigerian mom, you know, I just wanted to make her happy. And also I wanted to get away from school. So it was like one of those things. I was in college for business marketing. I was still trying to be fresh. I was still on the on the new, the new fashions and whatnot. <laughs> and um, Original Fake was like a cool brand. And yeah, Cause was a designer for it, but I really didn't know. You know, I didn't put two and two together. It was just a cool brand that was popping in Japan, a little bit in the United States, a little bit in Europe, but it was really popular in Japan and in parts of Asia. And uh, yeah, I used to like wear it. I used to collect it a lot. And then he would bring out these figures and it'd be like, oh, that was probably my first time where I was like, oh, I was collecting. And um, like, I didn't know at the time that I was collecting. And yeah, uh, he had a retrospective show in Atlanta. I think his first retrospective show was in Atlanta at the High Museum. And I think that was like the first time I like traveled somewhere to like see a museum show, you know, because it was just, it just looked so cool on it. You know, like, I was like, oh man, I got to go see this sort of. It's like when Instagram first came out, I think. <laughs> like it's kind of around the time Instagram was first. People were getting on there and whatnot. And um, yeah, I was like, all right, cool, man. I'm going to go check this out. But I went there and I also saw like some other amazing art. Like I think I saw Carrie James Marshall, which I knew nothing about. I can't, I don't want to like misspeak, but I saw a lot of, a lot of artists that like, oh, I had no idea about at the High Museum just because I went to go see this cause exhibit. So that was kind of like the rabbit hole for me. And it was kind of like that bridge that I'm always trying to create in the work that I do or whatever, where it's like, oh, my cause was that bridge for me. So that's why I always have so much respect for him. And um, man, I'm just so appreciative of, you know, that spark that he gave me where it's like, oh, it led down so many different roads for me where, oh, I don't know exactly where I would be, you know, in this space if it wasn't for that, that one, that moment, you know. You work a lot with artists. What type of relationships do you like to have with them? Oh man, to be honest, I just like to look at artists as a, uh, you know, people <laughs> uh, first and foremost, uh, as like friendship. Like I try all my relationships. Uh, I'm a middle child, so I'm just always in the middle of something like uh, older or younger. So I'm always split in between all these different generations and whatnot um, of knowledge, I guess, or knowing all what's going on. First, I try to treat people better than I want to be treated first and foremost. And uh, I just try not to force anything. And I always try to find a way where I can help someone else first. You know, I, I usually just try to come from that perspective, like, oh, how can I help you? And then I think that person would always be happy if I'm like, oh, if 
And again, I'm not a, you can't make everyone happy. You know, I've learned that too throughout the years. <laughs> like, oh, no matter what, someone's going to feel away or whatever. Not, and I hate when artists get that bad tag where it's like, oh, well, they're an artist. So they gonna, they're going to feel this way. It's like, no, they're a human being. You know, all human beings uh, feel away about certain things. You can't control what you feel away about. So it's like, I think all people are different. And so are or each artist. You know, it's the same thing. It's like, oh. They're human beings first, and we're all unique people. So uh, every person is every you know it's going to be different. So I just try to come from that perspective and just see uh, how can I uh, help them in their journey in their life. And uh, if we can work together, that's amazing. And if not, that's cool too. But if I can still help them and be a part of their journey, man, that's cool too. Like I'm I'm hundred percent okay with that. And usually that's how. Uh, all my good friendships start with anyone, let alone an artist. So it just happens that I have a lot of artists that happen to be my friends. <laughs> what do you enjoy most in your role as a gallerist and curating exhibitions? Man, I think, uh, again, uh, using that word bridge, I just love being a a bridge, like kind of what will cause did for me. Um, I, I kind of want to embody that and do that for a lot of other people. Like I have like young kids, you know, DMing me on Instagram and, you know, approaching me saying like, hey, thank you for posting this. I would have never saw this artist. I would have never saw this. And it's just like, I know what that could do for, you know, for anybody, let alone a, a young mind. Like, I wish I would have known, you know, younger that this was a possibility, you know, who knows how far along or where I would be, even though everything for a reason, I don't regret anything. <laughs> but um, also, yeah, I just know how important that is, like that, the possibility of, you know, it's hard to dream or picture something if you don't have an example of it, you know, especially coming from Chicago where I'm from and uh, in the South suburbs and all these uh, random towns that all these amazing people live in, but they don't have an example or they don't have something to look towards to be like, oh, I can do that. Especially, you know, being a black man in America, you know, at this moment, like in the art world, it's like, you know, going to Switzerland, Art Basel, and being, uh, I don't know, have you been to Switzerland, Art Basel before? <laughs> not <laughs> yet, not yet. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's like, uh, and again, it's no, I don't think it's, uh, I don't know how to, how to explain it, because I'm not trying to diss Art Basel, of course, I'm not trying to get canceled by Art Basel, <laughs> <laughs> so, but also, it's like, oh, I think it's just the lack of representation of, of, of uh, African Americans, of Black and Brown people, and really, that also comes down to just being comfortable and whatnot. And I think a lot of things that I'm doing is just showing people, oh, I can go to this, like I could be here, or this is possible, you know? <laughs> just seeing that example of it, like, oh man, Switzerland, Art Basel, Easy's there. Like, oh, maybe I might have 10 other people now, or like, which does happen. I go somewhere and it's like, oh man, I want to go next year, you know? Someone that wouldn't normally go. And maybe that person going, other five other people of color see that or, you know, like, oh, I, I'm going to go too. <laughs> uh, to answer your question, I think that's like my biggest uh, uh, part is just being that bridge and just uh, bringing man, people across and bringing people that wouldn't normally be in a room together together. You know, like I feel like art brings a lot of people together. So what would you say is your, your what type of art are you drawn to? Figurative, abstraction, sculpture, uh, photography? Oh, man, to be honest, uh, I mean, I hate to give the politically correct answer, but I kind of like I like everything, to be honest, man. It's like one of those things where it just needs to speak to me. It could be it could be color. It could be, man, sometimes I love um, I love sculptures. You know, I love, man, 
I love works on paper. I love all types of things. But I, maybe, I mean, I guess, to, to be honest, yeah, I'll give you the real. Because, you know, my favorite artist is uh, Sarah Gomez. And one of my favorite artists is Sarah Gomez. And he's, like, hyper-realist. And I just love his style. Like, I love that, like, anything that he does just looks like it, like like it's jumping off the canvas. You know, like it's real. Like you're immersed in his world, you know? And I really love when artists bring you into their world versus it being like, uh, yeah, like anyone could have did this, which is okay too, <laughs> you know. So, do you feel black art can be defined? I don't. I don't think so. I think um, it shouldn't have to be defined. To be honest with you, I think uh, that's my big thing. Just um, from what I've seen in the art world, where it's like, man, it's. I don't know how to say it without offending anyone. Though <laughs> it's like it's one of those things where, uh, oh, well, I don't even want to say that. I don't want to say it's offending anyone. It's just that. I think it's been for so long that uh, black artists need to explain their art where other like predominantly like white men, they don't have to explain their art. Like they can make, they can make blue balloons, you know, on all their art and it doesn't, they don't have to explain anything, but if a black artist or artist of color makes, you know, the same thing, it's like, what were you trying to convey with these blue balloons? Like, does this, <laughs> what does this mean? Is the, you know, like it's always like you have to explain something or has to be some crazy layer, which is cool. Don't get me wrong. Like I love, you know, like I love conscious rap and whatnot. Like I do want layers to some of my um, my paintings and whatnot. But it's also like, man, sometimes someone just wants to have fun and make a cool painting. Does he need to explain why he painted that? You know, you asked me that question with black. Yeah, it's just like, yeah, I don't I don't think it needs to be defined. It just needs to be it's art. You know, how do you feel the Black Lives Matter movement? impacted the mission of art institutions and um do you feel it's long lasting um i hope it's long lasting if i had to guess i would say it helped out in some ways and i think it hurt in some ways because it's like some institutions and some even some galleries and whatnot they're just scrambling to just make it you know to optically look good you know i think and even still it's just like you see these headlines of oh acquired this artwork but that's still only 0.3% of their collection, you know, <laughs> like looks good for optically in the headlines, but it's like, you still look at their collection. It's like, oh, we're only 3% of their collection or, you know, I don't know the exact numbers, but from what I, I just saw this article and it's like, man, it's kind of scary, you know, the misrepresentation of not only black people, but just people in color, just diversity in general and whatnot, you know, because man, I, I do want a level playing field, but I also want it to be like, the work is respected for what it is, not just like, oh, we need to scramble and get a black artist. Let's just get whatever, you know? It's like, I, I don't want it to be that way. I want it to be like, now I know that's hard. That's hard to say. It's all relative, I guess, or perception, how you want to look at it. But I just think that it should be more of a, and I think that comes from the, the inside of this institutions, hiring people like us, like that can make these decisions and actually get the right artists in there and also make it a point of emphasis, you know, emphasis or whatever, where it's like, oh, we need to, this isn't just like, let's make this someone happy for some news article or something where we just acquired this artist, <laughs> this black artist's work just to make people think that we're doing what we're supposed to do, but actually make it a mission and make it so it's long lasting. How do you keep learning? Oh, man, I'm always a student, man. I'm just uh, just humble. Yeah, I just try my best to just remain humble. Man, I think no matter how long I'm in this game, you know, I want it to be forever. But it's like I'm always going to be learning. It's always going to be something new. Things are always changing. Man, you got to know 
what came before you. You need to know what's going to come after you, you know, and just and just always had that mindset or whatever, you know. And um, I'm also trying to spread information as well. Like, man, if I wasn't doing what I was doing, I'd probably be a teacher, a history teacher or something. <laughs> so it's like I'm always trying to spread information the best of my ability, you know, the best information I know. How can I spread that? to more people I know and hopefully they'll they'll do the same in return and we can uh you know exchange information you know like I'm not a I know money's necessary to survive in life and do what you want to do but I think uh, I've always been big on access and information and how we can better ourselves in the long term and not just take the shortcuts or what's in front of us but looking you know five or ten years from now like okay cool you know <laughs> like that's the type of moves I want to make and I think uh even to go back to your other question with the the blimp and like the institutions and the and the black collective, I mean black uh, artists in these in these galleries, it's like I think it's also not only up to the institutions, but also like collectors. You know, like man, we need to get people of color collecting more. <laughs> not only just people of color, but just knowing more about what's out there. Of course, man, I want to make that a mission for black artists and black collectors and people of color. Again, brown artists, Asian art, like, man, it's so, like, man, it's so much misrepresentation within the art world and whatnot. And um, that's just how it's been, you know, it's going to take time. But I think the big part of that is also informing, you know, our friends and family, like, hey, this is important. This isn't just a, a rich man's game, you know, like even including more women. Like I try my best to make sure I'm selling to women with my gallery, like, hey, that I'm informing all my women friends and all my, like, family members like hey this is like friends and family of course but like this is like you should you should know about this artist or you should you know here's an opportunity to grab it where they wouldn't normally have this opportunity to do that and you know really getting people into that you know that's like that's a big thing what are you excited about right now oh man my new gallery man i'm super excited man i'm like man i'm um uh, yeah man i'm really excited it opens in march to be honest i just came off uh i did a amazing residency with the Astor Gates at the Rebuild Foundation in Chicago. Man, the Astor's just such an inspiring person. Everything he's doing, the Rebuild Foundation, his whole team, Ellen, Sabina, Mars, they're just great, great people. And I learned so much from them this year, this uh, 2023. And we did amazing shows. I did a Tom Sachs show, which was like, man, it was so big for the city. And even just, um, to be honest, even just like, Man, I really don't think that's been done. I mean, I, I'm, maybe I'm being ignorant because, you know, I haven't seen it before, but it's like, oh, for a, a white blue chip artist to be in a black owned building by a black curator and, you know, all the, you know, so diverse over, I think a thousand people came to the opening and it was just like, man, it was just an amazing feeling, you know, like, cause man, it was like a full circle moment for me. I knew Tom for years, uh, man, the Astor and I just connected and to see what we did together and made it amplified it bigger like the show wouldn't have big been as big if it wasn't all three of us you know and just showing what could happen when you like you know collaborate but in your group shows i get the impression that you were very uh conscientious to include a very diverse group of artists yeah always yes no definitely i did two amazing group shows this year too at the at the bay one was curate was co-curated by aj gerard uh based out of LA. I believe he's from uh, Dallas, though, I think. I'm pretty sure he's from Dallas, Texas, but based out of LA, he's amazing. Uh, he's one of those people that I've learned so much from, and he's going to go so much farther than me. He's, man, he's a, 
amazing young talent, curator, man, community. He's really community driven and really wants to help a lot of artists and give them that opportunity. Or even me, I'm just like, um, my mom was an accountant. My dad was a car salesman. He passed away when I was younger, but I named the gallery after him. Uh, Anthony Gallery is named after my dad. So that's my way of working closer with him. But he was a car salesman. And then my brother was super creative. Uh, my younger sister, she's like super book smart, man. Like she's like one of the smartest people I know. And it's like, I just got a mixture of all of them. And even sometimes I, I might be too technical on things where it's like, oh, this doesn't financially make sense. And I think AJ, to bring it back to AJ, he's one of those people that showed me how important community is and like reminded me like, oh, even though I'm a good I like to think I'm a good person and I put people <laughs> first, but also it's like, oh, some things just reminded me how important that is, where it's like, oh man, I make that environment where we bring more people together, make people feel comfortable, not only artists, but even yeah, the people that's coming to view it, where they can come see this and whatnot. And I, you know, man, he always gives me a good reminder of that, like when I look and see what he's doing and how he how he treats people, you know, that happen to be artists. <laughs> So what do you feel is the purpose of art? Purpose of art? Man, it's just bring people together, man. Like, honestly, I feel like that's the purpose of art, man. Bring so much, because it's all about perspective. Like, what side of the mountain you're standing on? What do you see from this piece of art? Or what does this art say to you? And the feeling, the emotion. I just did a studio visit with Lauren Halsey. And man, it like changed my life like I, I keep telling her but i don't think she believed me <laughs> like i'm like i'm like yo and that's the power of art that's what i keep telling it's a power it's there like it can literally change people's lives like what she's doing what she's gonna do it's just the beginning for it, but what she's doing and man and what she does it's just like man it's amazing you know and it changed my life it just man it inspired me to just do more how can i you know, Deaster Gates, what he's doing in Chicago, my city where I'm from. I used to live on 67th and South Shore. So to be doing a show, a residency in a year, full circle, 10 blocks away from where I used to live at 10 years ago, it's like, it's insane. But he inspired me to do that, to want to be able to help my community and, and like be able to work with someone you idolize, make a difference and make money while you're doing it. So to put these people in a room, that wouldn't normally be together. That was my, like, that's how I know the purpose of artists. Like, man, at least for me, I can't speak for anyone else, but that's how I feel. Like, I just love seeing people that wouldn't normally meet under these circumstances or any other circumstances in a room together, talking about art, looking at art together, because it kind of like, it kind of puts your defense down. You know, it's like, oh, all these facades, all these walls that we put up as human beings sometimes, it's like a moment to be like, oh, I'm open. I'm open to hear anything out because it's all relative. This can make to some person, this can look like two people fighting and to someone else, it could be look, look like two people hugging or something, you know, <laughs> but it's welcome. You know, it's like a very welcoming space. And I think we need to do that more as galleries, as museums, keep creating more diversity and, um, and do it together. Like I think racism and uh, institutional um racism and all these things that like it's it's not a black problem it's a worldwide problem so we need worldwide i mean worldwide people and and help you know like we can't just say oh we're gonna just do this all by ourselves we need to work all work together 
and help each other out too. Like that means black people helping brown people and brown people helping black people and Asian people. You know, like we all need to work together and say, hey, we all need a seat at the table and we all need to help each other get there and show the importance to that. And I think that's what our does or can be. <laughs> so our last question, how do you want to impact the art world? Man, again, I come back to, man, just being a bridge and just showing possibilities whatever that be. I can't see the future. I'm one of those people that, man, I always want to keep growing. I always want to keep learning. Um, I'm not married to any long lasting title. I just don't want to be put in a box. Like I want to show people like, hey, you could be a curator or hey, you could be a black gallery owner or hey, you can work with artists and help them with uh, creative, you know, designs or make, you know, help them with their collaborations, you know, like, like I do that for a lot of artists as well, where it's like, oh, I'll collaborate. I'll plug this artist with a clothing line where, oh, maybe people can't afford their artwork, but they can afford to get a T-shirt or something. And then maybe as they get older, oh, they remember that moment and then they start collecting, you know, like just getting people involved. I think that's my biggest thing. I just want to get people involved. I don't want any bubbles to be bursted or anything anymore. I know everyone will talk about the art bubble <laughs> and it's like, I don't think it's a bubble anymore. I think it's a part of people's daily life. Art is everywhere. It's literally everything. We're all artists, different paintbrushes. And it's like, we have to start realizing that and we have to start thinking that way. And yeah, I just want to be a member for a man, just help man, just, just that, just helping people and getting people involved. And uh, being part of, man, all these different people's stories, man. Like, I think that's how you become remembered. And that's why I, I look up so much to all my friends and family, you know, like, and that's why Virgil Abloh, you know, rest in peace. That's why he'll always be remembered because he helps so many people out in their journey and connected so many dots, did so many things. So, so many possibilities. He never put any ceiling on anything he can do. And I'm learning from him. That, that's what I'm trying. I'm not. I'm not pulling no ceilings on anything. I just want to, man, create and just keep, keep, keep going and not being scared to fail. Don't be scared to fail. <laughs> That's like, man, it, it's okay to fail. <laughs> you learn when you fail. I don't look at anything. Every, every bad situation uh, in hindsight might be a good situation for you later on in life. So I, I never learned to get too upset or too happy about anything. I'm, you know, I always tell people, I'm like Tim Duncan, Kawhi Leonard. Like, you don't know if I'm up 20 points or down 20 points. <laughs> so it's like, but I am, you know, I'm happy because I, man, it could turn just like that, you know, either way. So it's just like just staying even kill and, uh, yeah, just being, you know, fortunate and happy. And man, again, yeah, I just want to be, man, just, yeah, create, create involvement, create opportunity and stuff. So yeah, that, that's what I would like to be remembered for. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. I'm glad to feature you. Oh, no, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. it. It means a lot. I love what you're doing. Thank you for listening to Cerebral Women Art Talks podcast. For additional content, please visit CerebralWomen.com and be sure to follow Cerebral Women on Instagram.